This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It is Tuesday, June 6th, D-Day. I don't suppose we're supposed to say happy D-Day, but it is a big day. And I'm going to tell you the problem with the world today, especially the problem with the United States today. It's not a holiday. We don't take the day off. There is school today, which is fine. How many kids in high school in the United States will spend a minute learning about D-Day today? How many kids will go into class and they'll see maps and they'll hear stories and they'll play sound, they'll play speeches about D-Day, the greatest seaborne invasion in human history, the greatest act of valor in human history, 156,000 Allied troops storming, storming the beaches of France, many of them knowing they were about to die. They went and did it anyway. I don't, I mean, they, they might learn today that there were no transgender soldiers on those uh, Higgins, Higgins boats. There, will, there were probably very few, if any, females involved. I'm not sure how diverse the forces were, but they sure as hell were courageous. Changing the world, defeating, leading to the defeat of Nazi Germany and saving the free world as we know it. This is a huge day, and it is a damn shame that we've lost our way to the point where kids probably won't even hear the term D-Day or Normandy or, uh, or anything about this amazing day. 79 years ago, there is still survivors. There was a ceremony yesterday on, uh, on the beach in France where those two slobs, Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin, stood up there with all their medals and their ribbons and honored 45 survivors. They're all 100, 101, 102 years old, many of them in wheelchairs, canes, walkers. Um, these are the, the greatest. <laughs> this is the greatest generation, and these are the greatest men alive today. And they have to sit there and look at all the ribbons and medals and honors that that, that turd Mark Milley got. But it is nice that there's still some around next year, It'll be the 80th anniversary. Uh, maybe Joe Biden will make an appearance. Maybe he won't be able to physically, mentally. Maybe he just doesn't care. Uh, we have Joe Biden making an appearance yesterday, the day before D-Day. We can play that and maybe compare it to a real president, uh, Ronald Reagan, who on the 40th anniversary, 39 years ago, made one of his, uh, one of his many great speeches honoring these men, honoring these troops, and just this moment in history which changed everything and changed and saved the world. It's remarkable when you think of what they did, how little we talk about it, how little we, how little time we spend celebrating it. I mean, these guys, these guys are still able to travel to France, even if they, you know, even if they don't have much time left. And many of them are still lucid. Many of them are still sharper than our president, which is good to see. But you just can't even grasp. I mean, I think I was probably 40 years old when I started really reading about this day. I'm not sure how much time was spent when I was a kid in history class. Maybe some, but not enough. And it's just, it's just breathtaking when you read about what these men did on that day, on that week. We didn't take the beaches on day one. You know how many people, how many uh, Allied troops, how many Americans we lost in one day? 4,414. One day. That's more than 20 years. It's almost twice as much, 
twice as many uh, casualties than we incurred in 20 years in Afghanistan to just attempt to put it in perspective, but they had to do it. We knew we had to do it. We had to lose many, many, many men. And we did. It's, it's just an incredible story. And uh, you can read a book, you can see saving private Ryan, which does an amazing job. Credit to Steven Spielberg for this one. Just an incredible job of uh, capturing the moment, the horror, the just surreal nature of the invasion. And eventually it succeeded. Uh, Nazi Germany was defeated. The world was saved on this day in history. Uh, I wonder if we'll hear anything from Joe Biden today. I mean, I guess if Joe Biden, I mean, maybe he's busy preparing for this uh, bombshell that's going to drop later this week when they uh, hold the head of the uh, FBI, Christopher Ray, the thoroughly corrupt head of the FBI, in contempt for refusing to turn over a document that details Joe Biden's bribery scheme when he was vice president. Um, the, the FBI has had this for a couple of years. They have covered it up. They are doing their job, which is protecting the Biden crime family. Um, Biden won't talk about this. Hell, his spokespeople, Kirby and Corinne Jean-Pierre, his paid liars, will not address it. It is huge, and I have a prediction to make. There will be an indictment. Yes, get ready. As a result of this bombshell, there will be an indictment. Uh, the indictment will be of President Trump for the documents that he kept uh, under lock and key in Mar-a-Lago. They will, this is how the FBI operates. They will, um, or the special prosecutor Jack Smith, in this uh, instance, will indict, will charge Donald Trump to deflect from the real scandal, which is the uh, Biden bribery scandal. I'm not sure how you explain this one away. The FBI confirmed the document exists. It is a longtime reliable FBI informant making these allegations. They've done their best to hide it, to cover it up. They lost the, the Democrats lost the house. If they hadn't lost the house, we'd never know that our, that our president was this corrupt, but we do now. We'll learn more. I'm sure. And the media and the Democrats and the FBI will go into overdrive to attempt to cover up for the corrupt camp commander in chief. We'll get to uh, what Biden did yesterday. Just the usual embarrassing public appearance, stumbling and bumbling and lying his ass off. I want to get to this. Uh, the the person and then Ironhead and I were talking about uh, people we hate before we started recording. Really, really hate. I mean, I know, I know my list is long, but right to the top today. Mandy Cohen. If you don't know who Mandy Cohen is, she's going to be the new CDC director, and she's an absolute piece of human garbage. She laughs about the lockdowns, the lockdowns which destroyed people's lives, which hurt children, which put small businesses into bankruptcy, which ruined lives. And this hideous person is now going to replace the another hideous person, Rochelle Lewinsky, as the head of the CDC, and uh, she's about what you'd expect from the Biden administration, just a wretched human being. Uh, We also got Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is a real threat to the Biden regime. And I'm going to explain why. He is a good candidate, a perfect candidate for this time, this place. No, he will not be president, 
but he will make waves. He will garner, he is getting endorsements already and he's just getting warmed up. He has a gift and the gift is he's, he's just speaking his mind, telling, telling the truth. Um, and it is rattling some people's cages. Boy, the New York times is all upset that he's spread, spreading disinformation. Not that the New York times who is, uh, which is 100% in support of the, corrupt old fool in the white house right now, they suddenly have a problem with misinformation, but Robert Kennedy jr. Is hitting a nerve and I love it. He's getting 20% and that is going up. You're going to see a lot of Democrats going rogue and supporting RFK jr. Cause he has, he has real, uh, real credibility here. He's talking about the issues and he's hitting on the ones that, um, many Democrats are conflicted about, like the war. Most, I mean, many Democrats, at least old school Democrats, they're apprehensive with the, the Biden's determination to escalate the war and, and get the uh, United States further involved. Well, Robert Kennedy Jr. wants to end that war and he wants to close the southern border. Two topics which are going to resonate with Democrats who are really not sold on the bag of bones they have in the White House right now. I mean, Biden won't debate him. Biden won't even campaign. Biden will hide out. He won't do any Q&As or, or Twitter spaces, which is what Robert understand. To piss off the New York Times and the rest of the mainstream media. The regime media doesn't like that. When you go on Twitter spaces, Twitter spaces and have a uh, unfiltered two-hour conversation. God, they hate that. They like it when everything is uh, controlled and they could t- control the message. They can't stand Robert Kennedy, which is why I'm warming up to him. I'm not voting for him, but God, I am rooting for him in the primaries. I want to see those numbers go up. And uh, Ireland has a plan. Finally, someone has a solid plan to stop global warming. Ireland, what is what has happened to people? They're going to kill all the cows. That's going to change the weather. They have a plan to kill cows. These friggin' global warming nuts have just lost their minds. We'll get to that and lots more. But first, the best-selling Eden Pure Thunderstorm air purifier uses proven oxy technology that quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and so much more. With over 350,000 already sold, you know it works. Any smell will vanish after just a few seconds with the thunderstorm being on. Odors from litter boxes, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more are no match. The powerful thunderstorm sends out O3 molecules which seek out and destroy odors. These molecules even go behind and under furniture. Nothing can hide from the thunderstorm. Best of all, no filters to buy over and over again, saving you real money. Start enjoying your home again and get several Eden Pure Thunderstorms. Right now, you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm free pack for home hole protection. You get three units for under $200. Put one in your basement, your bedroom, family room, kitchen, anywhere you need clean, fresh air. Just go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code JERRY to save $200. That's G-E-R-R-Y. That's EdenPureDeals.com discount code JERRY. Shipping is free. And I want to do, I want to do a compare and contrast. This is how it used to be, kids. 39 years ago, 40th anniversary of D-Day, our president, Ronald Reagan, just the most dignified commander-in-chief in my lifetime, the best 
commander in chief in my lifetime. He made a speech, made an address on the 40th anniversary of D-Day. I ask you, will, will Joe Biden even say anything on this day? Does he even give a damn? I mean, he might come out and, and say, uh, it's time to, you know, celebrate all the transgender, uh, 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 LBGTQ <clears throat> troops, all the soldiers who are uh, uh, expressing their pride today, and how diverse. No, he's like, definitely, he's definitely, Academy. he's definitely going to talk about how the soldiers didn't come home, just like my son Bo. Oh, good point by you. That's true. It's always about him and his family and his son who died of a brain tumor six years after leaving Iraq, but you know, Joe Biden's mind, that's a combat casualty. He's a gold star father. Yeah. It's always about him and it's always a bunch of lies. We'll get to Biden yesterday, but this was 39 years ago. And I watched this this morning. I'm sorry. It just, he gives me chills. He was just so good. He was so articulate. He was so just, just so good at this job. And uh, this is how a commander in chief should handle this day, the solemn nature of the day we lost uh, 4,400 troops trying to save the uh, the world. And uh, we can never forget, uh, we, we should be celebrating them every day, and in, in, even when they're gone, and which is not far off. And uh, compare, let's compare it to Trask. 39 years ago, this is what the commander in chief had to say on this occasion. Go ahead. Years ago at this moment, the air was dense with smoke and the cries of men, and the air was filled with the crack of rifle fire and the roar of cannon. At dawn on the morning of the 6th of June, 1944, 225 rangers jumped off the British landing craft and ran to the bottom of these cliffs. Their mission was one of the most difficult and daring of the invasion to climb these sheer and desolate cliffs and take out the enemy guns. The Allies had been told that some of the mightiest of these guns were here, and they would be trained on the beaches to stop the Allied advance. The Rangers looked up and saw the enemy soldiers at the edge of the cliffs shooting down at them with machine guns and throwing grenades, and the American Rangers began to climb. They shot rope ladders over the face of these cliffs and began to pull themselves up. When one ranger fell, another would take his place. When one rope was cut, a ranger would grab another and begin his climb again. They climbed, shot back, and held their footing. Soon, one by one, the rangers pulled themselves over the top, and in seizing the firm land at the top of these cliffs, they began to seize back the continent of Europe. 225 came here. After two days of fighting, only 90 could still bear arms. Behind me is a memorial that symbolizes the ranger daggers that were thrust into the top of these cliffs. And before me are the men who put them there. These are the boys of Puente Hope. These are the men who took the cliffs. These are the champions who helped free a continent these are the heroes who helped end a war. Gentlemen, I look at you and I think of the words of Stephen Spender's poem. You were men who in your, quote, lives fought for life and lift, left the vivid air signed with your honor. 
Oh, can you imagine, Joe Bud? There's no teleprompter there. It's just uh, he's got a, you know, a little sheet of paper looking down occasionally, addressing these heroes. I get chills. I get chills on the cliffs uh, that, that so many died on trying to trying to seize that day. Uh, even if even if someone wrote a beautiful speech, Biden couldn't do it. He could. I mean. At this time next year, the 80th anniversary, he's going to be incapable of traveling there. There'll be a few, like I said, maybe, I don't know, 25, 30 veterans of D-Day will be there, 102, 103 years old in the wheelchair. Our president will not. He will not be able to make it. If he's still in office, he will hide out. He'll probably be pumping them full of drugs and propping them up and put getting the mortician and put the makeup on so he could say a few words, but he will not make it to France next year. Uh he uh, didn't, I don't think, mention D-Day yesterday, made an appearance at the White House on the uh, South Lawn, honoring the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. I think they should have done like Jill Biden said, invite both teams since the Chiefs got, uh, once again, got uh, a, a great gift from the officials, two Super Bowls in the road decided by the refs. Maybe they should have had the refs there, too, to honor them. They could wear their uniforms and honor them for stealing the super. I, I don't care. I mean, I'm, I wasn't, you know, really invested in either team, but the, the refs ruined this game. Chiefs won. They made an appearance at the uh, white house and they gave Biden his number 46 chiefs Jersey. And uh, did Biden spend a lot of time talking about, you know, Kelsey Mahomes or Andy Reed or any of the chiefs? Of course not. As always, it's about Joe Biden. Not Joe Biden, uh, the president, Joe Biden, the football player. Let's listen to Biden talk talk uh, at this uh, event. And you tell me, you should get a little ding, ding, get a little bell, Ironhead, and ring it every time Joe Biden tells a lie. Uh, I wonder if the New York Times has a story about all the misinformation we heard from Joe Biden yesterday <laughs> about his football career. Keep in mind. He was going to go to Navy and play football, but because he was really good, he could play at Navy, which was tipped, you know, top-notch college football back in the day. But Roger Staubach was in the way, so he decided to go to Delaware. Just an absurd lie told by this eighty-year-old uh, child who's always trying to impress the other guys with his athletic accomplishments. But listen to Biden make it all about him and his football career. And you tell me, is a single word of this true? Go ahead. The three of you had one of the same coaches that I had, great Tubby Raymond, who was named, who was, um, anyway, he's a hell of a coach. I played freshman football at Delaware and uh, ended up low. I shouldn't say this, but you had to have a 2-0 to keep going. I had a 299. I mean, a 199. And my mother made me quit, but I went back out my, uh, my junior year to play in my senior year. And uh, while Tubby was the assistant coach, I played defensive back. And uh, after running in drills uh, in that, that spring practice, he came over and he said, Biden, now he kind of <laughs> coughed when he talked to you like this. Some of them remember this. You run faster backwards than anyone I've ever seen. Well, my political opposition thinks the same thing of me. <laughs> what the hell? Did anyone laugh? I didn't hear a chuckle. I didn't hear a guffaw. I mean, just so embarrassing. Just, first of all, even if it's true, so what? 
So you played freshman football at Delaware. Uh, and he said you had to have a 2-0 to keep playing. He got a one nine nine, and his mother wouldn't let him play. Which is it? Did the school have a rule, or did your mother not let you play? Paul Schrade, who was with my father. Sorry about that. Okay, okay what are you doing? I was closing something out, and uh, RFK just started talking. Okay. He's eager, he's eager to tell his story. Uh, yeah. I mean, RFK, who goes hours without notes. I mean, obviously, his voice is hard to handle. Hours without notes. If they actually had a race, if they actually, you know, were fair about this and had a debate and the media gave this guy a shot, it would be a a, a rout of epic proportions. Joe Biden couldn't debate this man for five minutes. I mean, no. maybe if you had the usual moderators there to help Biden, you threw Chris Wallace or Kristen Welker there to help him out, maybe. But they're just such opposites. We'll get to RFK. I, I guess we can get to RFK. That's Joe Biden on June 5th. We'll see what we get from Joe Biden on June 6th. But God, I miss the days where we actually had a competent, lucid, uh, charismatic commander in chief for days like this. Um, maybe next year, Joe Biden will be in a wheelchair, like slumped over like the veterans on D-Day. I mean, they're 102, <laughs> a little different, but maybe he can be there and uh, and uh, somebody else can go make a speech at Normandy, but uh, they're already, war- I mean, you, if you're in the White House right now, if you're on his staff, if you're one of his visiting angels, you have to be worried about that already. He mm-hmm. has to go to Normandy next year. He's going to be virtually incapable of doing that. And that will be another, what is it, another six, eight months, nine months will be left in his presidency, even a year from now. It's not possible. I'm sorry. I know that the media is all in there rooting for this this corpse, but it's just not possible. That man you just saw telling lies about his college football career can't do 19 more months. It's not physically possible. Get ready for number uh, our 47th president will be Kamala Harris. Joe uh, Donald Trump has 47 on all his stuff. 40 he signs his autograph. He says 45 and 47, and he's open. But he's going to be 45 and 48 if he wins the next election because Joe Biden can't make it 19 more months. That buffoon we just looked at cannot do it. It's just not physically capable. And let's talk about, uh, uh, by the way, right now, if you're at the New York Times or CNN or you're 60 Minutes or the Atlantic Magazine, you're having a little meeting right now, uh, editorial department, you're saying Robert Kennedy Jr. must be stopped. Not that he's going to win the nomination, but he's making things uncomfortable for uh, Joe Biden. They hate that. They need to protect Joe Biden here. That's their job. That's their goal. Um, They're going to do everything they can to stop Kennedy. And that includes, by the way, big tech. That includes the federal government colluding with big tech again. We know Twitter is different now. We'll get to that. We know Elon Musk overpaid for Twitter to restore free speech or the closest thing we got to it in any of these big tech platforms. But that doesn't mean the other big tech platforms aren't going to be working overtime to stop the threat that RFK Jr. presents. Um, He opened a Twitter, an Instagram account the other day, the end of last week, immediately suspended his campaign opened an Instagram account. There was a lot of blowback and I think they reinstated it, but you're going to hear time and again, him being censored by Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, 
and uh, especially YouTube. They want to stop him, again, not because he's going to win the nomination, but he might force pressure them to actually agree to a debate, which Joe Biden can't do. They must uh, they must refuse to that at, at every turn. He's not capable. And they hate the fact that his message is getting out there and it's resonating. And I'll tell you, there's two reasons above all else. I know he has name recognition and I know he is, a, uh, you know, he was uh, good on COVID. Finally, the anti-vax thing worked out to be a positive for him because there were lots of anti-vaxxers. He wrote a book exposing Anthony Fauci, another uh, a great thing to, uh, to, to help him uh, get the message out. But there's two simple things he's doing right now. Uh, two simple messages. One is stop the war in Ukraine. Joe Biden, as we know, is 100% committed to continuing this war, to escalating it, to increasing the involvement of the U.S., and he's not going to change. Joe Biden is compromised. There's going to, we're going to hear stories for the rest of our lives about why Joe Biden was so determined to escalate the war in Ukraine. And obviously the Uniparty, the Democrats, all the warmongers, AOC, Liz Warren, Bernie Sanders, all, all of the war hawks out there are just going to double down. And then you have this voice, this scratchy, screwed up voice saying, no, this is not in the U.S. best interest. Let's end this war. And you want to talk about having skin in the game. Uh, um, Robert Kennedy Jr. has one thing in common with Joe Biden. His son is involved in Ukraine. I mean, it's a little different. Hunter Biden was scamming 83000 a month from a corrupt energy company. Uh, he was laundering money in Ukraine. Robert Kennedy Jr.'s son, Connor, was fighting in Ukraine. He actually joined the Foreign Legion and and operated a machine gun in Ukraine. I believe his time is done. He's back in the States. That must have been a scary time for Robert Kennedy. But he knows what it's like to have a child in harm's way. I mean, there will never be a Biden in harm's way or a Romney. That would never happen. But there was a Kennedy. And he knows uh, a lot more about the actual fighting on the ground than any other candidate because he was personally involved so that's a, an issue that resonates with a lot of old school Democrats. Any honest Democrat knows this war is crazy. We've seen it at some of these town halls where people like AOC get shouted down for supporting the war by old school, hardcore liberals. You know, the, the old days, they'd be all kinds of liberals. Uh, Abby Hoffman, Jerry Rubin, Jenny from Porus Gump. She'd be on Robert Kennedy Jr.'s side. They would be saying, end the war, stop the war. Instead, you have AOC and, and Ed Markey and Liz Warren saying, let's keep, keep the killing going. Let's keep killing. That's the message from the establishment Democrats. And then you have Robert Kennedy Jr. saying, no, end this war. Second thing is, he's in Mexico right now on the Twitter spaces with Elon Musk. He said he was heading to Mexico last night and crossing the border into Mexico to meet people and see a new perspective from the disaster at the southern border from, from Mexico at 3 this morning. So he's in Mexico. He's going to be at the border. That means Robert Kennedy Jr. has already spent more time at the border than either Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. So those two things say end the war and stop the invasion over the southern border are going to resonate with lots of Democrats and independents. 
his, he's getting 21% in the polls now. That is going up. And the third thing I think which works in his favor is that the president is a coward. He will not take questions. He will not give interviews. He will not do press conferences. He will not dare face the American people. When Robert Kennedy talks to anybody, just, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing, you know, a dozen interviews a day with obscure podcasts. He's going on liberal networks. He's been on uh, Fox News like a dozen times. Although for some reason he won't go on with Jesse Waters. He does every other show and he's unafraid. He's fearless. He doesn't need notes. He doesn't need handlers. That is going to impress a lot of people. I think it's going to remain an issue for Joe Biden. Um, before we get to the, uh, the story about uh, his, the latest censoring of, of Robert Kennedy Jr. by YouTube, he did this Twitter spaces. He was on for two hours with... Elon Musk, Tulsi Gabbard, David Sachs, this pisses off the media. They want to grease the skids, just make it as easy as possible for Joe Biden, just like they did last time. They want to do the campaigning for Joe Biden. They don't want people getting in the way. The New York Times uh, comes out today. Well, they, uh, they, I guess, listen to his Twitter spaces uh, interview with uh, Musk, and they're killing him today. Say, Robert Kennedy Jr., scion of one of the country's most famous Democrat families, on Monday dived into the full embrace of a host of conservative figures who eagerly promoted his long-shot primary challenge. For more than two hours, Kennedy participated in an online audio chat with the platform's increasingly rightward-leaning chief executive Elon Musk they uh, engage in a friendly back and forth with Tulsi Gabbard, former Democrat congresswoman turned right-wing commentator. Uh, um, Mr. Kennedy, uh, who is a leading vaccine skeptic, promoted other conspiracy theories. Um, they, 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 would, they, they said he was uh, dealing in misinformation uh, on this uh, <sighs> on this uh, Twitter spaces, which had averaged about 60,000 listeners. Can you imagine Joe Biden doing two hours with anybody? I mean, he could do two hours with Jen Psaki and it would be a joke. It would be comical. Uh, Two hours with Elon Musk, David Sachs and Tulsi Gabbard and other people just popping up on the Twitter spaces. Again, this is something the, the president cannot, is not capable of doing which makes Robert Kennedy look so much better, look so much different. He's already got a couple of big endorsements. We gave, we told you uh, Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks ago gave kind of a cryptic endorsement. He now has the full support of Jack Dorsey, former CEO of, uh, of Twitter. Get ready. These are the kind of people who are going to back him. These kind of people who want to have an imp- uh, image of uh, independence who don't ever want to embrace a Republican, but they don't want to support the, 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 you know, the empty husk in the white house. This, there is a real lane, a real opening here for Robert Kennedy Jr. I think you're going to see a lot of, uh, of people like, uh, like Musk, uh, who, who might endorse him. People like uh, Dorsey and Aaron Rodgers and others who are going to support him, who will make speeches for him who will maybe even campaign for him. This is real. I hate to break it to uh, the Biden stooges out there, but he has a real primary opponent. And you can 
criticize them for vaccine misinformation. Who's the biggest spreader of vaccine misinformation in the world? That would be one Joseph Rubinette Biden, who said over and over again, if you just get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. There's no bigger lie in the COVID era than that. So you're going to disqualify disqualify a guy for vaccine skepticism? Please, you go for it. I think it worked. It really worked in Robert Kennedy Jr.'s favor when the vaccine failed. We learned about all the lies the Biden administration told and Fauci told, and uh, Big Pharma got rich. That pissed off a lot of people, Republicans, Democrats, and they are embracing the message from Robert Kennedy Jr. But uh, let me do the, 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 the thing with Mike Tyson before we move on, because here's what's going to happen. Again, he'll, he'll sit down with anyone. Robert Kennedy Jr. sat down with Mike Tyson for, for a podcast. Can you get the name of this? Does it have a name, this podcast? Um, I believe it's Hot Boxing. He sits down and he talked about, uh, you know, whatever they asked about. No notes, no teleprompter, no handler, no lawyer. Just a guy. A guy with a lot of experience, a lot of life experience. This guy has been arrested. He's been an al- he's, he's alcoholic. He did heroin. I mean, he's lived a life. Obviously, he lost his father. He lost his uncle to assassination. He's talking to uh, Mike Tyson, giving you his theory on a hot boxing with Mike Tyson about what happened to his father. He already said the CIA killed his uncle. And now he's explaining how the CIA was involved in the murder of his father. Think of this. This is a pretty interesting concept. I mean, it's his right. He has a right to his theories on how his father died, who killed him. He certainly has read and heard a lot about it. And he's formed his own opinions. And he's telling this uh, in unfiltered, this, this just raw, honest interview to Mike Tyson. I think it appeared briefly on YouTube and then they deleted it. So YouTube, some punk in Silicon Valley, some 30-year-old punk who went to, I don't know, maybe Stanford or Harvard or Columbia or Wesleyan, is sitting in Silicon Valley in California saying, no, I don't think our billion subscribers or whatever it is have a right to hear Robert Kennedy Jr. talk about the death of his father with Mike Tyson. These people are just disgusting. These are just repulsive human beings who shouldn't have this kind of control, but they do. And they're just getting warmed up. This, in many ways, is going to help Robert Kennedy Jr. They're going to say, oh, so that's who big tech, that's who these authoritarian, that's who these fascists in Silicon Valley working with the Biden regime That's who they're going after now. Obviously, they're going to go after the Republican. They're going to try and stop Trump or DeSantis, but they're going to start here, trying to stop this threat to Joe Biden. I want to let's play some of this because it was fascinating. And you don't have to think he's right about everything, but God, he has the right to his own ideas, his thoughts, his opinions. Some little, some punk in, in California should not be telling us not be deciding that we can't hear this. This is so offensive to me that this this is even happening in America today. But let's listen. You tell me, should America be allowed to hear from Robert Kennedy Jr. on his father's assassination? Please, go ahead. 
Oh, Sirhan was, there was 77 eyewitnesses in the kitchen of the Ambassador Hotel when my father was killed. And many, many of them had a, a, a view of what happened. You know, very few of them could view the whole scene, but they could view parts of it. Everybody, without exception, places their hand from five feet to ten feet away from my father in front of him. He never got behind him. He was always in front with a table between them, a steam table. Sirhan fired two shots at my father. The first one hit Paul Schrader in the head. The second one hit a door jam at my father's head level behind my father. Then he was grabbed by Carl Olker, who was the um, who was the concierge at the Ambassador Hotel, and by Rafer Johnson and six other people. It was a dog pile. And they all piled on him, and they grabbed The first thing they did was grab his hand. They directed it in the opposite direction, and they could not get the gun away from him. And he was powerful as a, like a Superman, they said. Mm. So they were all trying to take the gun away from him. this big. Yeah, he's a little guy. And he fired six shots in the other direction. All of them hit people. Huh. One person got hit twice, but all those bullets are accounted for. There were only eight chambers in his gun, and two were fired toward my father and six in the opposite direction, and we know what happened to every one of those bullets. My father was shot four times. One of the shots, and all four times were from behind. What? And with a gun that was... um, that was, and they were all what the coroner, Thomas Noguchi, said, contact shots. And the barrel of the gun was touching my father close, yeah. when, the, when the trigger was pulled. And he had carbon tattoos from all four shots. And one of the shots went harmlessly through his sleeve and through his shoulder pad. All of the shots were fired from a low angle toward the ceiling. Whoever fired those shots was standing behind him, concealing the gun and firing at the same time that Sirhan was distracting people, essentially. This is amazing. Amazing. That is a guy talking about the assassination of his famous father, giving you his theory, and they're not putting community notes on it. They're not presenting an alternative point of view saying, here's someone else who was there who studied it. Doesn't think Robert Kennedy. They're just saying, delete it. No one can't see it. Hell we can't even play it. Right. We're <laughs> is this strike free for YouTube that because we just played that iron head. <laughs> might be <laughs> really you might know, be whatever. I can't imagine just operating your, your whole show saying, what can we do to, to, to not upset YouTube? Let's do a show and hope that nobody at YouTube gets upset and deletes us. That is just so offensive. and so un-American. YouTube sucks. They really suck. You don't find that worthy. I mean, you, you decided some punk, probably not even probably 27 years old, sitting there, some little Yoel Roth type saying, I don't think people should be able to hear a guy's theory on who killed, how they killed his own father. 
this is this is just beginning. By the way, we know it. We know they rigged the last election. They are preparing to rig the next election. They're starting with JFK. They're going to get to to DeSantis or Trump. They're going to get to Joe Biden's various scandals. You think you're going to be able to talk or uh, report on Joe Biden's bribery scheme on YouTube or on Facebook or on uh, Instagram? No. They're going to be going to full censorship mode. They're att- they're planning to rig the twenty twenty four election. But I never. I mean, I I won't vote for Robert Kennedy Jr. if he were the nominee. I will vote for the Republican. But he belongs in the race. He should be heard. It is good for America that he's challenging Joe Biden, presenting an alternative point of view, and doing it with guts. I mean, he's not afraid. He's not showing up with. With, with, with teleprompters and handlers. He's just winging it and he's telling, speaking from the heart and it is refreshing and it is a real threat to Biden. Not that he's going to defeat Biden. He's going to make things uncomfortable for a guy who wants to really hide out. He wants to stay, you know, under the shawl with his, with his cup of soup and, you know, watch TV and kind of stumble his way to reelection. They think that he, that Robert Kennedy Jr. must be stopped so Joe, so Joe Biden can skate to the nomination and then focus his attention on jailing his opposition, which would be, which they're hoping will be Donald Trump. What they're going to do if it's DeSantis, I don't know. But if it's Trump, they will attempt to put him in prison before the election. That's how, you know, it works in a free country like this. But all right, let's get to, oh, you know what? This is uh, Joe Biden's latest Latest idea, latest uh, appointment. He has a new, all right, let's get to our next sponsor. Then I'm going to tell you about the person I hate more than anyone in the world right now. I'll get past it. It'll pass. But Joe Biden has a new CDC director. And if you thought you hated the last one or you hated Fauci or Wilinski, this woman just, she embodies the arrogance of these people during COVID and how they just didn't give a damn about people, about, about kids in school or small business owners. These, these people are just so, they're so elitist and so arrogant. And I have a new face for it. Her name is Mandy Cohen. And I'm going to, and, and, you, and then you're going to hate her as much as I do. But first, did you know that over the last 10 years, the inflation rate has risen 300%? That's right, 300%. It's now at a 40-year high. When inflation is out of control, it's gold that comes to the rescue. Gold also protects you against rising interest rates, the devaluation of the dollar, and a recession. Protect your savings and insure yourself against a volatile market with the only asset that rises when the economy falters, gold. Gold is so popular, central banks are stockpiling it at the fastest pace ever in recorded history. Just ask my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help you protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold, the one universal currency that always retains its value. Allegiance Gold possesses the highest ratings in the industry. Five stars with Trustlink, a AAA rating with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. For added peace of mind, you can even opt to have your gold delivered securely right to your front door. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithgoldnow.com. 
www.ghostbusters.com today or give them a call at 844-790-9191. Ensure your future financial stability with the company that consumers trust, Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithgoldnow.com or call 844-790-9191. Rochelle Lewinsky, retired from the CDC director, coming back to Boston, probably made, you know, she'll be on a pharma board, probably on the board of uh, Pfizer making tens of millions getting rich after shutting down the country and destroying lives and lying, lying, lying for the last three years. Now we have a replacement. Her name is Mandy Cohen. She was the, uh, the head of the health department in North Carolina during COVID. She was in charge of shutting down, destroying businesses, ruining lives in North Carolina. Um, she's a whacked out exactly what you'd expect for a, from a Biden appointee went to Cornell, Yale and Harvard. And as we know, only the stupidest people go to Harvard and, uh, she's as arrogant and as elitist and aloof as you'd expect. She is going to be the head of the CDC, you know, get ready for the next shutdown, the next pandemic, or maybe she'll talk about, you know, climate change and gun violence being the biggest threat threats to public health, but this is what set me off. She t- talks in this interview about why she decided to shut things down in North Carolina during the uh, pandemic. Um, let's listen. Go ahead. Let's listen to Mandy Cohen. So I would call, probably the person I called most was the Secretary of Health and Human Services in Massachusetts. She worked for a Republican governor just to, um, but, you know, when she was like, are you, are you going to let them have professional um, uh, football? And I was like, nope. And she's like, okay, neither are we, neither are we. Uh, So, so, uh, you know, it was like conversations like that. So, or, or I'd be like, so when are you going to think about lightening up a mess? They were like, so you're like next Monday. I'm like, okay, next Monday. So funny. Where to begin? Where to begin? So she got her advice on whether to shut the state down and, you know, destroy businesses from uh, the head of mass, uh, the secretary of mass health, Mary Lou Sutters, who did not work for a Republican. Charlie Baker is not a Republican. He's a fraud. He's a liar. He was a stooge for the, uh, for the Boston Globe. He shut down the state. He destroyed lives. I know I've talked about it a thousand times, more than 4,000 bars and restaurants went belly up. He shut down schools, hurt children. I told the story of my friends who owned a gym and just did everything they could to stay open. They moved the equipment. They put lines down and spaces and limited the members. And he just kept doubling down and making new rules until they finally went bankrupt after 33 years. Charlie Baker did not give a shit about them or anybody else. He only cared about what the Boston Globe had to say about him. He is, he is the worst of the shutdown governors. Uh, he's a fraud Republican. He's, he's as bad as Gretchen Whitmer or Phil Murphy or Gavin Newsom. Look at the face on this person. She got her advice, her direction from some whacked out left wing uh, mass Massachusetts bureaucrat on whether to shut down North Carolina. And she laughs about shutting down pro football shutting down people's livelihoods. She never missed a paycheck. She never will miss a paycheck. She doesn't know what that's like. And she laughs about it. I can't tell you how much I hate these lockdown lunatics, these authoritarian 
monsters. Does she look like she gives a damn about all the small businesses that went belly up in North Carolina, all the bars and restaurants and gyms and, 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 and small stores, you know, mom and pop stores that were crushed in service of Amazon and Walmart. These are these the history will show these are true villains. This is a truly despicable, rotten, evil person. Yes, evil. Mandy Cohen is evil. She is heartless and cruel and cold and doesn't care about how many lives she ruined. She can't wait to do it again. She gets promoted. Charlie Baker destroyed the state, ruins people's lives and got a big job making three million bucks a year pretending to run the NCAA. That's what happens. Gretchen Whitmer got reelected. Gavin Newsom, that will forever burn my ass. The thought that none of these people paid a price, none of them paid a price for the damage they did, the destruction they did during the, during the pandemic. Keep in mind, the pandemic had nothing to do with it. COVID had nothing to do with it. This was all the result of the overreaction for political reasons to the pandemic. That's what it was. This is the face of it. And she gets promoted to CDC director. In case you were wondering if any lessons were learned and things might be different next time. Sorry, this evil, awful, wretched woman is in charge now. And it's going to be just as bad next time. And this little elf, he'll probably, she'll be consulting this little elf Fauci when it comes to deciding the next, you know, when to shut down, when to shut kids out of school. I mean, parents, kids couldn't see their parents and grandparents in their dying days. Couldn't be in the nursing home. Couldn't have 10 people, more than 10 people at a wake or a funeral. Because this giggling old, this giggling woman (laughs) called her friend in Massachusetts and said, oh, you can shut down funeral homes, hospitals, nursing homes. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate this woman. I hope somebody, I don't even know, does she need Senate confirmation? Probably not. If she did, I hope John Kennedy rips her a new one. But they just don't care. They, They did immeasurable damage to human lives. And they do not give a damn. It's just disgusting. All right, let me do a Shay, and then we'll tell you about the plan. You were afraid of global. I know you were. I know you were. You worry every day about climate change. Mm-hmm. Keeps you up at night, right? It does. Yeah. Doesn't your oldest child have nightmares? He wakes up in a sweat and says, "Daddy, Daddy, climate change. It's going to kill me." Yeah. And you say, "Yes, yes, son, it is. I'm sorry." You had this crazy idea about killing all the pigs, and I was like, no, no, that's a little crazy. No, we, we wouldn't kill pigs. That's nuts. Where'd you get that idea? We'll tell you about it. It's not that crazy. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and 
While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. Uh, it just gets dumber. I want to do that. I want to do that tweet from, uh, from Greta, first of all, because we're coming up on a big day. 15 days from now, people, ladies, gentlemen, 15 days we have left. We're all going to die. This is from a highly respected uh, activist, climate change activist, Greta Thunberg. She's won more friggin' awards than, you know, than, uh, uh, than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Uh, people actually respect her. They listen to her. She's a high school dropout. She's an idiot. And her parents are crazy left-wing activists who shove her out there. And somehow she has gained some credibility with the public. Well, five years ago, well, not quite five years ago, Greta tweeted, a top climate scientist is warning that climate change will wipe out all of humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels in the next five years. Date, June 21st, 2018. 15 days to live, everybody. That's it. Then fossil. Uh, then the uh, climate change will wipe out all of humanity. You know, if, 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 if there's one thing I wish people would consider before they buy into all the climate change nonsense is... How many times can they be wrong? There's, I mean, you can find them, Google it. There is just thousand predictions of doom and gloom from, you know, leading voices, scientists, politicians. Between Al Gore and John Kerry, you can find a hundred predictions that did not come true, that were silly on its way. I mean, Al Gore said that Manhattan would be underwater by the year 2000, I believe. 23 years later, he's still speaking at conferences. He's still making a fortune. At what point do you laugh them out of the room? At what point do you say they don't know what they're talking about? It's all a big scam. This girl doesn't know what she's talking about. She loves the fame this is brought to her. But the world is not going to get, the man of humanity is not getting wiped out in five days. Why would you ever listen to someone who has lied to you over and over and over again? I don't get it. But anyway... It, it doesn't mean we're not going to continue to do absolute in, in, absolutely insane things every day in this country in reaction to this scam. I, it's, I, don't even, I hope I live long enough to see this completely exposed and people wake up. But here's the latest from Ireland. If you haven't paid attention, in the Netherlands, they're trying to take farms away from farm families who've had farms for generations, you know, to stop farming because farms are killing whatever climate they're changing the weather. This is from uh, uh, the blaze government officials in Ireland are considering a plan to kill 200,000 cows to to combat climate change. This is a real proposal. There were multiple reports this week. The Irish government was contemplating a plan to cull 200,000 cows within three years to fight climate change. The Irish mirror stated that the cows would quote, have to be culled at a cost of 600, I don't know what that is, 600,000 pounds to taxpayers over the next three years or euros or whatever the hell they use. I think that's euros, I believe. So they want to, they want, it's going to cost millions of dollars and they want to kill 200,000 cows to change the weather. And it's just so absurd on its face. It's just so stupid. They're not doing this in China. They're not doing it in India. They're not doing it in Africa. 
it's a Western thing. And we think we can change the weather by doing our thing, killing our economy, (laughs) killing our cows, wiping out our farms and eating bugs. And we're going to change the weather when China and India and Africa and so much of the world doesn't give a damn about this. God, this is so insane. I hope it's just a stupid idea that no one's going to follow through on, but the idea that you're going to kill, kill cows, let's kill cows because they fart and their farts change the weather. I'm telling you, this is the dumbest freaking time to be alive. It really is sad and silly and just pathetic, but anyway, get ready. We're going to have that idea here too. I'm sure Bill Gates has already proposed it. Let's kill all the animals. You want to kill all the animals, kill all the pit bulls. He is, he is buying all the farmland in the Dakotas right now. I know he does. And uh, it's disturbing buying all the farmland to stop farming or grow whatever impossible meat, synthetic meat that people don't want. And it's not, it has no effect. It has no effect on the climate. The whole thing is one big lie. Cow farts aren't affecting climate. And even if they were, so what? So what? The, uh, the like the food processing plants getting blown up left and right is not That's also true. not They're getting talked about enough. Food. I mean, it is scary. This is this was all predicted by Michael Crichton. This is when I first got uh, cynical about climate change and global warming. Michael Crichton has a novel called State of Fear, which predicted all this and how these people were going to turn to terrorist tactics. How they're flattening, slashing tires. They did in Boston on SUVs. These whack jobs, these idiots, these lowlifes who block traffic, you know, who throw soup on expensive paintings, they're cutting tires, slashing tires now on SUVs because, you know, SUVs are killing whatever the planet. So you get a nice little Honda Pilot or Toyota Rav or whatever for, they're going to slash your tires because you're killing the planet. Just these people should, they should be beaten. I was going to say shot. No, we don't want to shoot them. Just beat them. Let's beat them. Let's arrest them. But they won't pay any price because they're on the right team, so they don't go to jail. By shot, we mean with the COVID vaccine, right? Yeah, with a squirt gun. How about that? (laughs) Uh, But I think they're going to try to deflate the wrong tire. I mean, they're doing it like in Boston and London now. I think they should do it in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Do it somewhere. Some guys flatten a tire on his F-250 or F-350. See how that goes. (laughs) <laughs> then we might bring an end to this. But, it will not go well. All uh, right, let's bring an end to this. How's uh, how's the family holding up after the loss of your beloved FUD? Uh, I think yesterday was worse than the day before, to be honest with you. Yep, it yeah. takes a day, and then you start missing, and there's no sound, and there's no – it yeah. just leaves a void, leaves I, a void. Any more discussion about a new dog or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, not to, no talk good. good no, you my, know. my son fell asleep looking at a picture of him and stuff last night, so I'm just like, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> that is, that's too, you know what you should do? Take him to the zoo, you know, get his animal fix. Yeah, we just did too. <laughs> Take him to a nice petting zoo. Seriously, you know, we, you know what I used to do when my kids were younger? There's a big uh, MSMS. PCA, a big humane society mm-hmm. filter of a uh, building. And it's like a farm near where I used to live. We would go to the, the humane society, pretend it's a zoo. It's like a zoo with dogs and cats. And was that in Methuen? Horses. And yeah. And they had goats 
it's like going to a zoo, but you could adopt the dog if you fall in love with one. The problem yeah. is most of the dogs are pit bulls and you don't want another one of those. Maybe know. the next one will not be as good natured as FUD and will eat your child. So you don't want to get another pit bull. Well, yeah, you can't get one that's grown up. You got to get a puppy if you do get one. Yeah. But yeah, I, I actually lived across the street from there myself. Um, it's it's fun. Take kids yeah. there. It doesn't cost anything. It's easier than going to the zoo, but they don't know the difference when they're really young. So, And maybe you'll fall in love with one of the mutts and bring them home, which is what you should do. But anyway, that will do it for today. Let's leave it there. Thanks to everyone for, I never got to all these comments. Anything good there? Yeah, people, come come, people come back on Friday. I promise I'll read them all. It uh, is kind of, does any, does any normal human being, any, any sensible half, any person who's not a total moron think cow farts are killing the planet? My, the people in charge are the only ones actually buying that. It's yeah. so absurd. My my favorite I'm, comment that we didn't talk about was when you were uh, trying to think of a name you could say without getting in trouble of that woman. Uh, Mrs. Major said, you can say douchebag. So yes, she's definitely that. She's all that <laughs> and she's more. Oh, I hate that woman. Hate her, hate her, hate her. But anyway, we'll leave it there on this June 6th D-Day. Thank a veteran. Uh, take a minute. Watch Reagan's speech. Read about D-Day. Just try and Try to get your mind around the courage that those men showed and uh, and thank them. Even if you're just, you know, saying a little prayer, thank them. It was amazing. An amazing day. The greatest day in the history of the free world, I would say. But anyway, thanks, Arnett. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.